everyone. It's Dr. Colleen Meyer with Meyer and Mint LLC bringing you Fearless in Pink. And we have a wonderful, wonderful guest today. And it's a gentleman. So we're switching gears a little bit. Uh, this is Dave Kramer. Dave is the host of Dave Talks Business. You guys got to check it out on YouTube. It's amazing. And he is the founder and owner of All Pro Web Tools. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But Dave wrote his first software program at the age of eight years old. In the past 30 years, Dave has went on to create several businesses and, and advised thousands of small business owners on how to best use technology and to optimize their business. He has employed hundreds of people and learned quite a bit about sales, marketing, management, and of course, technology. Dave, welcome to Fearless and Pink. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Let's talk a little bit about technology because that's kind of first I want to talk about. Tell us a little bit about um, All Pro Web Tools and then let's get into what do you feel is some of the issues that small business owners face when it comes to technology? Okay, sure. So um, at the age of eight, the first software that I wrote was uh, video games, and I would charge my friends to come over to play the video games that I wrote. But soon after that, I started writing software programs that would manage the different businesses that I was starting. And that was all the way back in the 80s. And so I've been writing business software for quite a while, um, because I think it's really interesting that if we use this technology, it can make our lives simpler. It can make things repeatable. Think about when you send out an email blast to a thousand people. How did we used to accomplish that back in the 80s? We'd have to lick stamps and envelopes and we'd have to spend, you know, 25 cents per, you know, uh, stamp to get that out to a thousand people. It was very expensive. It was very time consuming. Now we can do it at the push of a button. So you know, technology really does make our lives a lot easier. But it's interesting when you notice that your phone now is kind of dictating to you when to do and what to do. And you constantly have these beeps and reminders and alerts and notifications and all these things that you're being, you know, pulled from this and there and doing all these things. And so I like to help coach business owners to take back control of the technology in their lives so that they're using the technology to make things easier and as opposed to creating more work for them. Do you think that's why some, some maybe most business owners steer away from some technology? Is it, do you think it's because it takes time to learn it? Yep. And then it's like you said, it's changing constantly. You know, you got to upgrade, upgrade. And it just becomes, you know, more like a chore than something that's like you were saying, helping them. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like it'd be just easier if I just had a paper and a pen and I just write the thing down and then I could always find it. Right. I didn't mm. have to wait for a software update or wait for my phone to reboot so that I can load the thing that I need. It, it's getting a little ridiculous, to be honest. It really is. So there are ways to simplify your technology, simplify the different softwares that you use. 
And so that's why I created All Pro Web Tools 11 mm -hmm. years ago was I was thinking, why does a business owner have to have 30 different pieces of software in their life? Mm -hmm. And I challenge anyone listening, think about all of the software that you use throughout the day your Gmail account, your QuickBooks, your notes, your Word documents, and all the things that you use. Why does it take 30 different softwares to run a business? Why can't we just do that all in one software mm -hmm. so that we can see everything in one place? And so that the team that we're working with, whether we have employees or we have an external team that works in different states or even different countries, why can't we all work as a team using the same single software to see what's going on in the company, what the customers are asking for, who called who back, what who sent a text message, all of this information, why can't that be in one place? And it and it it can be in one place and I think that's what you've done. But it's what I like about it was when we talked last time was you can see if somebody's called back a customer, how many times have a business owner I have this class. It's called um, Branding Your Company Through Customer Service. So in other words, if you have poor customer service, that's what's branding your business. Not to sign yes. on the door. right? No. As a business owner, so you think people are, are doing what they want to do. Well, not what they want to do, what you want them to do. But in reality, they're not calling the customer back or they're not taking care of the customer. And as a business owner, we don't know about it until they're giving us some review on Google. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I have the finger on the pulse of my company all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I get an, an alert notification on my phone when any of my staff clocks in and I know that they're on the job. So instead of, you know, checking the webcam to see if they're at their desk right at nine o'clock in the morning or mm -hmm. calling them and saying, hey, are you at work yet? Uh, I get a notification. So that eliminates a lot just right there because I know that my customers are gonna be taken care of when they start making those phone calls right at nine o'clock. So that, that for me just gives me peace of mind. But yes, if a customer sends a text message to our company, I see that and then I wait five minutes and I should see a reply back from somebody on my team. And if I don't, then I can address that. You know, they say, it, it, it's true to an extent, you know, entrepreneurs work so many hours they work really hard they put in all this time but a lot of that time is because they got 30 different things they're working through mm -hmm. and if you can eliminate that i just think that's amazing and that it's in, in in you know i i fall into that same thing okay i'm over here then i'm over here i'm like wait a minute what am i doing you know this i need to get organized because when we're not organized in one place, we're all over the place. Things are falling off the plate. People are not getting taken care of. And as you grow, if you don't have a system that grows with you, you're going to be really in trouble, I think, if, yeah. you're, if your system can't grow with you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing that's so important is that when a customer calls in for assistance, that they get that assistance, right? Mm -hmm. And you as the owner are supposed to be the idea person and you are supposed to have those multiple paths and those multiple thoughts. That's what I love about working with entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And you should have a team who can accomplish those goals. And so something that I just did last night 
I'm awake at 2.30 in the morning and I got this great idea, this new project that I want one of my team to start on. Well, I'm not going to call them at 2.30 in the morning and tell them about it. Right. But what I can do is I can go into a task manager and I can write out the task with all the specifics and I can even leave references to uh, web pages that have information relating to the, the task. And then I can hit submit. And that goes to my employee's task inbox. Now, if I'm awake at 2.30 in the morning, chances are I'm not going to be awake by 9 or 10 o'clock the next day. But my staff comes into work at 8 or 9 o'clock and they see that task sitting right there for them. So by the time I do arrive to work, they've already started on the project and they've made their list of questions for me. So it prevents them from having to wait around for me to give them things to do because they always have a task list. And, you know, it happens when I'm in the grocery store. It happens late at night. It happens when I'm, you know, um, at a restaurant and I just have these random ideas, as all business owners do, that you can task it and then forget it. And what's really nice about that is when you can clear your mind, you know, you don't have to keep rehearsing that in your mind. Remember to tell them on Monday. Remember to tell them on Monday. Remember to tell them on Monday. (laughs) And you can just go, look, I already took it and I gave it to them. And now your brain is free to think about other great ideas. And I think, too, that way you can see if they're following up. Because I think that's where a lot of business owners, and I've worked with lots of business owners over the years here, you know, one of their concerns is, Okay, I told them, but now are they doing it? And now I have to follow up. But this way you can see whether they're doing what what you, you know, this task that you gave them. Yeah, I love what you're mentioning there, because that's another one of my really strong coaching points is that we tend to lean towards verbal communication. And when we're working with a team, it's so common, like you said, that you ask them to do something and then it doesn't happen and you find out about it days later and you say, why didn't you do the thing that we talked about? And what do they say? I don't remember you telling me that. I didn't Mm. hear that. Or, oh, I thought you meant to do it with this other thing. Mm. And so when you say things verbally, what's happening is that information is going into the air and it's falling to the ground, never to be found again. Whereas if you can write these instructions somewhere, Digitally, there will always be a paper trail. And so now when they follow up and they, your team performs the task, they should be putting their notes into that same task. So now everybody's on the same page and we have a written record. Now, if you have an employee who is prone to making lots of mistakes, that's going to be very clearly evident to not just you, but also to the employee. So this becomes a coaching point. You can sit them down and you can say, can you read the original instructions? Now, can you read what you did? Do you see a difference here? And you can work with them and coach them so they can be even better at their job. You know, I love that because sometimes there's a misconnect with what the employer thinks is happening or what the employee, you know, not sure, they're not sure what you're saying so they, they are afraid to ask. So they're going to make that decision and go out there. And then you're like, that's not what I was saying. And then you're, then the employer's thinking one way about an employee when it's just a coaching and training issue. Yeah. And you know, what's really interesting. A lot of my coaching clients, we found that sometimes the problem is not the employee. It's you. 
Mm. And the way that you're communicating the task, the way that you're asking them to do something, you're the one not being specific enough. So it works both ways. It does work, it does work both ways. And I think that when you have that written um, trail of that going back and forth in tasks and what's getting done as well, it helps when you're doing an evaluation of someone. You don't have to remember what did Sally do the last you know six months or the last year when whenever you do your your performance evaluations, you mm-hmm. know, or you know, it, it's all there for a person. You know, I have had to work with many employees, and I think that if an employee is surprised that it, it said it's a bad evaluation or or we had to unfortunately uh, separate from someone if it's a surprise to them i don't think a manager or owner did a very good job with that employee it should never be a surprise no it shouldn't Um, my approach to discipline is kind of on the level of a three strikes you're out where Mm -hmm. you know you 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 can use the example i just gave you can show them where the requested performance was here and then here's the result and if it doesn't match it's all questions. A lot of people uh, that I coach tell me that they feel really bad and they shy away from confrontation and they don't want to talk, you know, to somebody about a problem. And what I tell them is you really just have to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And if you're asking questions, you're not considered yelling at them and you're not chastising them. You're asking questions. And so it's, I think it's like a five-step question process. So the first question is, um, do you see what the original request was? And they say, yes. And you say, okay, do you see what the result was? And I say, yes. And you say, okay, do you see a difference between the request and the results? And they'll, I mean, they have to say yes. I mean, you can go through that process and maybe underline it if you really need to, but you say, do you see how these two are different? And they'll say, okay, yeah, I see that. And the next question is, what is our company policy regarding this whatever it is, right? And so they should have a knowledge of the company policy. If they don't, then there's your coaching point. They were never told or they forgot or whatever. And if you need to write it down and have them sign it so that it's there's evidence that they were aware of that policy, then you can do that. But a lot of times they'll know the policy. So they'll state the policy to you. So now you're on the fourth step. You've identified the request, the result, the difference, and the policy. So the last question is, why did that happen employee mm-hmm. and now this is the chance that they have to offer you an excuse and that's typically going to be something like i forgot or i ran out of time or i didn't know i was supposed to do it that way or i've just been having a really rough week or you know i haven't gotten a lot of sleep or whatever the issue is and so regardless of what the issue is The next question is, okay, how can you resolve that? How can you, uh, you know, make sure that you are performing at peak performance next time? And so again, you're putting it on them and you're not actually accusing them or, or telling them, punishing them. You're not doing, you're asking them, look, we have a company to run here and we need to all operate at peak performance. And you just identified that you weren't operating according to policy. So what do you suggest would make this easier? And I got to tell you, 
I've had people say things that I wasn't expecting. You know, some people just said, I just need to have a glass of water on my desk so that I can stay hydrated, or I need to have a stopwatch so that I can remember, you know, to check my thing every 15 minutes. So a lot of times the solution is very simple. And by asking them, you'll find out what that is. And I think when you do it that way, Dave, it takes it away from, it's not about them as a person, it's about performance. And I think that's where some managers, this, 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 you know, they're not a team player or, well, or, you know, I heard that comment. I'm like, well, that means nothing. You know, what you have, it has to be behavior focused, not personality focused. And I think that um, our behavioral, I mean, there is some behavioral, but you're not going after them. You're going after the behavior. Yes. That is, or that you want change. You're not talking about them as a person. Yeah. So in doing that, keeps it away from that, makes it easier for managers, I think. Yeah, I mean, it can be simple things like somebody who's constantly misspelling words. If you get them a spell checking system and then everything's great. Um, I've had people who had problems doing simple math. So we just show them how to pull up the calculator on their computer and then they use that. It, it's a lot of times it's simple things, but what I've noticed is that staff will feel like too afraid to ask you for a concession or even to even um, broach their own um, weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And so once that's pointed out and you are that, like you said, like a coach, you're not like a, a boss. I really don't like that term. Mm -hmm. um, you're a coach. You're coaching them towards success in their own um, career. That, that's what it is. I'm your career coach. You're working with me and you know, you may end up moving on to work somewhere else, but you're going to learn, you're going to remember the things that we worked on and that you learned from me. It's amazing. I work with a lot of young people and I have to teach them some things that we kind of take for granted, you know, um, doing math in your head. And um, interestingly enough, I have to teach them that it's okay to Google for the answer. They feel like they're being hired for a job and they have to just know everything off the top of their head. That's what makes a good employee on well, my company. I don't care how you got to the answer as long as you got the right answer. And if it's quicker to Google it, go ahead and Google it. You know, I, I think, Dave, that that type of interaction with an employee, it creates an employee to be dedicated to the company they are dedicated to the business owner. They are supportive of the product. They're supportive of the customer because you first supported them or you first believed in them and say, hey, we're here to coach you. When you're here to coach somebody, then, then they're more likely to say, I didn't understand the question. Can you please repeat it? What was that again? Can I have a glass of water on my desk? Can I have a calculator? And it opens up so much misc and it reduces the stress in the workplace. Yep. hundred percent. Yep. Another thing that I encourage them to do is uh, work amongst themselves, you know, ask each other for help. Um, but yes, there is uh, especially with young people, because I work a lot of people who are just out of college, there is just this underlying fear of being yelled at. And I don't know if that comes from their family environment or something else but they really cower and feel like they're going to be yelled at for things. And so the first, the very first time they make a mistake, 
they just they think it's coming at them. They think that the walls are going to cave in. And so that's a great teaching moment for them to see because we all believe what we see, not so much what we hear, right? Right. So when they see that I come at them with a smile and with with concern and listening and I help them through that small first obstacle, that's always kind of just changes the environment. And then they see that they can see those consistent uh, that consistent way of dealing with them, you know, into the future. And they're also paying attention to how you're treating the rest of the staff. So as long as you're consistent with everybody and it's always a coaching learning lesson, that is definitely going to lighten the mood in the office. It enlightens the mood. And, you know, they say that people who don't quit companies, they quit managers. And I 100% agree with that. And I think that an employee well, it's when 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 the, when a business or a company atmosphere is toxic, who's the first to leave? It's the good people. It's the people with all the skill, right? They're going to bounce. They're going to get out of here. We're going to jump in ship. But if yeah. you create an environment, I don't believe in, in yelling at employees either. I, I I don't. There's, you know, I'm not their mother. You know, right. I don't need to yell at people. I can speak to them as human beings that they are, and we can talk about things, and we have an open door. And, but I think if you create that environment, you're more likely to keep people and it's a lot cheaper if you want to look at it from a financial standpoint to keep someone than keep flipping people over. And then you have this person that has gone through the experiences with your company, know your company. And when they're happy, that translates to happy customers. Because they're not on the phone putting the company down. They're not on the phone saying negative things about the business or the business owner. Where you know nobody wants to hear that, but people do that all the time when they're not happy at a business. Yep, it's damaging. Yeah, and what's what's really interesting is putting them through this process. They actually take it in, and then I usually have them train the next person who comes in. And what's interesting is. I found the best way for me to train somebody is to have them train someone else because mm -hmm. they get challenged internally. Uh, oh, I, that's a different way of looking at that. Maybe I should look into that. So usually once they've trained someone else, that's when they just are gonna perform at their peak. Mm -hmm. um, but what's interesting is when I sit back and I watch them teaching, that they're using the same methodology that I use to teach them. They <laughs> teach with all questions and they're patient and they listen. and. It's really cool to see that. And so then that also trickles down to how they take care of the customers. So now they're asking questions to the customers because with customer service, you have to ask questions, a lot of questions, because you need to know exactly what's going on. If you just hear the first layer and you make an assumption, your advice may not really match the problem that they're calling in about. So it's nice to see that this methodology trickles down from management all the way down, and it does end up affecting a customer. And if it, when it's affecting your customer, that's when things are out of your control because that's where there's the Google reviews. That's where there's a bad reputation you're trying to fix. This is where people are going like this about the company that's not positive. So I 100% I believe that great customer service starts with how we how we treat our employees and our staff. Yep, 100%. One little tip. If you compliment your employee directly, 
they'll usually get really shy and, you know, kind of, they don't, they don't, they don't receive it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you a little trick, say something really good about them to someone else within earshot. They love that when someone hears their name, they perk up. And when they hear you saying something really good about them, that touches them deeper than anything else I've ever experienced. Dave, Dave, all these, because you and I have similar management styles, what do you think causes business owners to not to receive that message about managing people that way? It, what, is it a control thing? Is it a, a you know, they're the boss? Is, is it an ego thing? What do you think it is? Because I, because if everybody was doing it, they wouldn't need coaches and consultants right. and people to come right. and help. I, I like that question a lot. Um, I think any of the things that you suggested could play a part, could be a factor. But really, from my experience, uh, coaching businesses in California to Colorado to Florida, entrepreneurs, small business owners are usually running around putting out fires all day long. And because of that, they don't have the time to take time with somebody. They don't have the patience to sit with somebody because they got all these other things burning. And so the reason that I've been able to do this is because I have my systems in place and my systems in order. The reason that I can take this time to chat with you today is because my team is currently taking care of things and they're following all the policies that I've laid out. They're using all the technology that I've laid out. They're communicating internally with each other the way that I've trained them. So I don't have to be constantly running around in a state of panic because a customer called in and I got to make sure they get taken care of or this system isn't working or you know whatever because everything is in order. And I think that's what coaches are for. If you have a good coach, they're going to help you to get your business in order mm -hmm. so that you can be that business owner who's on a beach with your drink checking your account balance on your phone. I mean, that that's the goal, right? So right. it is possible. And uh, as evidence of that, I am about to move to Thailand because my business in America is self-sustaining and running itself. And I'm, I'm my plan is in the next few months to actually relocate and live in Thailand um, and probably start some more businesses out there because <laughs> because I have everything kind of, you know, organized and, and laid out. I think it's, you know, with entrepreneurs, it's so, you know, to, to, we all dream about that, you know, sitting on the beach with a Corona and a lime or something. And it, it feels sometimes so out of reach, but is if you understand about putting the processes there, you know, and it's such a simple concept but it's missed by so many people or it's this stress factor. They, they're holding on to it so tight and not letting go. They're suffocating their own company. They're, yeah. they're killing it to death. They're suffocating. Yeah. And I but, think... but that's because of the, the systems aren't in place. If you have the systems, then the control will be there. But if you feel like you have to, check everything this employee does and check everything this employee does that's because those employees aren't following a pre-written script or procedure that you had written ahead of time 
what it really comes down to is in your business, do you feel like you are proactive or reactionary? Mm. Do you wake up in the morning and check your emails and go, oh, fire, I got to put that out and then check your voicemails like, oh, now I got to call this person back and oh, I got to run to the bank. Or are you waking up in the morning with your team already accomplishing all of those things for you? Because that's where I'm at. And that's what I want to help you to do. That's what I want to help anybody listening to do. And that's why I created the Dave Talks Business YouTube channel, where you're going to see my business in the US, but you're also going to see my travel to Thailand as I create a new company there from start to finish in a country where I don't even speak the language. I can't wait. I'm excited for you. I'm going to live vicariously through you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping a lot of people will. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of lessons to learn. I know I'm going to make a lot of mistakes, but watching somebody create a business from the ground up in a whole new country, I, I'm not sure that's been done. Oh, I, I don't, I have, I'm not aware of it, but I'm excited <laughs> for you. Now, um, this is going, let's go back to, to your system that you created, though. But all that's right there in one spot because I've been in and, you know, and I've seen and looked in, in, in years and we, we played around in there and it's like customer service management tasks, you know, everything's in there. And it, it's, it just makes people's lives so much easier. Yeah. I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm out to dinner with my, my whoever. Oh, yeah, they're taking care of it. Don't worry about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it and creates that peace of mind. Peace of mind. You put it in your pocket and then you're 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 not running around and worried about what's happening and ruining it, you know, dinner and lunch or whatever, and stressed out, and the spouse is stressed out and the kids are stressed out. And no, thank you. <laughs> so they what <laughs> you understand the vision. Yeah, exactly. I've been there. I've worked for people who are running, not only are they running around, I'm running around, you know, right. okay, you know. And, yeah, you know, we, it's like you said, if the manager is running around putting out fires and, and barking orders in different directions, and what do you think the team is going to be like, the team dynamic, right. and then how are the customers going to be affected by that? And um, I think in, let's say, you know, you want to expand and grow, it, if you have a chaotic one business, and then you're starting business number two, it's going to be run the same way, chaotic. And then business number three, and then eventually this house of cards is going to tumble because That's it can't right. sustain. Yeah. Didn't you tell me you had an experience of a company that merged and then it, it imploded because it imploded. they were trying to, yeah. That yeah. When they, we, you know, they weren't, um, you know, they just basically bought it and let it run. Uh, it's differently than, you know, their, their structure and their culture and the way they did things. And they just left them the, there was no, pulling in of these other businesses into this family and it they yeah it was bad you know they actually brought the whole company down so you know these 15 locations end up bringing 60 something other locations down and it it the change management wasn't done correctly and the people weren't there's a bunch of stuff that weren't it wasn't done correctly and it it was good, you know, for a while, but how long is that going to last? And, and, you know, you can't tell people stuff that they don't want to hear it, you know? Right. So would you but, say that that merger was reactionary or proactive? 
it was completely reactionary at one point. And I think at another point, it was neither. They just ignored it. You know, they bought them. They ignored them. um, They threw a little something at them. And then when it was blowing up in their face, they become very, then they reacted to it. But it, it was a little too late. And I think that another mistake, you know, when you buy, you know, when we bought, two locations I took them over and I created a system on how we were going to convert them from what they were to what we are and there was a system and I had the buy-in we had a vision and people bought into the vision and they supported it so the transition from what they were with their old name and their old everything to what we were was a very smooth transition because we involved the people that were already there right. we listened to yeah, you listen to them, you, you know, I always hate that saying that people say about employees, well, it's a need to know basis, they don't need to know. Right. But how are they going to support something if they don't know what it is? Yeah, where, where I have a going? very, I have a, a completely different take on that. I think that we should be completely transparent. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that's why the software that I created shows everybody on the team, every text message, every email, everything that's going on. Um, and you can have the choice if you want to show them the um, the accounts receivable, if you want to show them the revenue that's generated each month. Because I think to keep the team working together and motivated, why not give them a percentage of that revenue each month? Let let them rocket that number higher and cheer each other on when they get sales. I don't really believe in competitive sales teams. I think if the whole sales team is working together to raise that revenue each month and then they get a percentage of that, that that's a real good motivator. Yeah, and then they high five themselves, exactly. and that feels good. When it yeah. feels good, they're going to repeat it. Dave, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm going to have you back again. Oh, um, I want to I want to hear about your adventures in in <laughs> Thailand, and I'm sure the listeners do too. So they can find uh, Dave Talks Business on YouTube. Yep. And your website for your your system is the allprowebtools.com and they can get in there and i know that there's they can talk to your employees directly if they have any questions right they can get in there 100 all right all right dave and do you have an instagram or facebook for your business that you have people follow or it's just a youtube channel i've got everything and it's all dave talks business dave talk thickness guys you got to check it out all right <laughs> dave kramer thank you for being on fearless and pink thank you so much